This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Confident Collective Podcast. Ray, I miss you. I miss you. Oh, my God. But I'm like living for all of your stories. Um, Greek Easter looked incredible. And Nico is looking... I literally screenshotted. I told you I screenshotted him in those loafers and his like high waisted pants. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! For those of you who don't know, I am back in New Jersey, spending some much needed quality time with my family. Nicholas finally met my cousins, my aunts, my grandfather. I mean, my 97 year old grandfather. It was like so freaking special and like such a cute moment. And he was so good. He literally, I was nervous because if he's around new people, like he can cry or like get anxious. And then it makes people feel bad. Like no one wants to hold a crying baby. They feel like they did something wrong, but he was so good. I was such a proud mom. And I honestly think it's because I literally FaceTime my family like once or twice a day that he's probably used to seeing their faces and hearing their voice. Probably, Uh, which is crazy. mm -hmm, But it was so special and so sweet. So was this the first time your family's been together since COVID? Yes. Um, No, they have been together like once or twice, um, but like very minimal, um, very minimal. This was like the first time like everyone, everyone was together. And they got to meet Nico, which is so special. So special. Yeah, it was so good. Um, so that's been my world. What's been up with you, girl? Oh my God. I went on like the, so I've got to tell the date story. Yeah. Let Um, me hear it. You briefly told me, but I cannot wait to hear every single detail about it. Oh my God. So Friday background on this person, I matched with him while I was in Denver, but. Oh, oh, this is like the Santa Monica guy, right? Irvine. Oh, okay. That one, that one's gone. Dead and gone. I had a few okay. for him. Goodbye. Um, okay. Not literally, but you know what I mean. So, <laughs> and then I got a message from him on he like matched with me on Hinge recently and was like, "What are you doing?" Or like, "Fancy running into you here or something?" And I was like, "I could say the same thing. Like, what are you doing here?" He just moved to Irvine, um, and anyway, I. I don't want to use the term ghosted when we were in Denver, but I had my hands full with some other things in Denver. And I just like all, never messaged him back about a date, which I know is not great. But anyway, so I was like, okay, I can't like do this to this guy again. Like he's like, he's tall. He's kind of cute. Like, let's see. So he's like, okay, how about I'll come up to you Friday, 6 p.m.? Like, is there anywhere that you like to go? Cause he's not from LA. So I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we can go to this place for drinks um i told him the name of the place i told him two places i said look him up thinking he would make a reservation okay but i don't really Wait, what places did you tell him i need more details so i was like oh it's all about the vibe right so i said gracias madre or petty cash um okay so we decided on petty cash so he was like great i'll see you at 6 p.m at petty cash on friday and i'm like thinking that like he made a reservation, but I also don't trust men. And this is something I'm working on. So I made a backup reservation for 615. Just because oh I'm trying okay. to be like a chill girl. I'm trying to be chill. Okay. So and but you also don't want to be disappointed and annoyed, but I also don't want to waste my fucking time and then be like yeah. standing around and not have anywhere to go. So right. anyway, 
he texted me on Friday. He's like, looking forward to seeing you tonight. I'll see you at six. I was like, sounds great. Did you happen to make a reservation? And he just goes, nope, LOL. And I'm like, okay, they can get us in at 6.15. See you soon. He is 25 minutes late. I'm sitting there sipping on my spicy margarita. And he's like, he texted me and he was like looking for parking. And um, he said that. And then it was still like 15 minutes. And I was like, did you park in Siberia? Like I like was joking. And he like, I think our senses of humor, it was like kind of like, you know. Mm -hmm. And then anyway, I'm like, the drinks start flowing. Like, it's fine. He's like, we're, we're chatting. I feel like it's kind of hard for me to have like a bad conversation because I can talk to anyone. That sounds horrible, but I can talk to anyone. Wait, 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 real quick. Yeah. When he came, was he apologetic about being late? Like, was he, or what was his status there? Not really. Okay. Yeah. It was just like a weird vibe. Anyway, then he's like putting on the moves. Like he literally sits on the same side of the booth as me. And I was like, okay, this is kind of a lot. And also he just was like, I would be in the middle of saying something and he would just interrupt me and be like, you are so beautiful. And I just kind of felt like, like he literally would interrupt me. And I was like, I was saying something. I don't know. It was just like weird. But then I kind of got a little bit drunk and I was like, you know what? Let's like, I'm just trying to make the best of it. Let's have fun. And he was like, and there's a, an hour table limit. So I felt, and this is another thing I'm working on. I felt like, I needed to hang out with him after the date because he had dro- driven an hour to come. So I, our waitress came and she was like, there's a table, like an hour table limit. Um, like you have to like leave. And I, and he was like, well, I'd still love to hang out with you. And I kind of felt like responsibility to still hang out with him. So I was like, okay, my friend is a comedian and they're doing these outdoor comedy shows. Let me see if we can go to this one he told me about. So I messaged mm-hmm. him and he's like, yes, you, you, you should come but there's like a gap, a window gap. So we had to go and we couldn't get in anywhere else to get another drink because we didn't have a reservation. So we go back to my place and I don't usually do that like on the first date, whatever. So I make him a drink and um, he's like, let's just stay here. Let's stay here. Like, I don't want to go to the comedy show. And I'm like, no, we're going. Like my friend got us on the list. Like we're going, we're going. Like he's like, and also he like kissed me and I just honestly may as well have been kissing like my f- fucking carpet. Like I felt nothing. Ew, okay. And, and anyway, but I'm like kind of buzzed and having a good time and he's drinking too. And I'm like, Hey, you're driving, like make sure like, do you need water? Like you, you're driving home. Like mm-hmm. anyway, you're not staying here. <laughs> exactly. So I'd made this like clear throughout the night. Yeah. Anyway, we go to this. I'm like, okay. Cause because I don't really I try not to pay for things on first dates. I'm like, oh, do you want to get us an Uber? He's like, oh, I don't have Uber on my phone. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So I get us an Uber to the comedy show. And this is where the night takes like another turn. So, oh my God, I have to like take a deep breath because I think about it. Wait, I'm kind of getting annoyed at him. I'm like so annoyed. I know. And I didn't really think, I wasn't really annoyed on the date because I wasn't really, this is like me having these realizations afterwards, rethinking about it. So we get to the comedy show like 15 minutes late and it's like outside in like a parking lot and they have like all these like lawn chairs set up like spread out so you have to walk in and if you walk in everyone in the audience will see you okay so we walk in 15 minutes late and we like sneak to our chairs we sit down i'm with my date and my friend who's a comedian (laughs) we're sitting there together 
And um, I'm sitting down for like five minutes and I look to my front and left and I go, that is my ex-boyfriend. I haven't seen him since August of last year. My ex-boyfriend of eight years and my stomach just like dropped and I felt sick and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I couldn't tell you one joke that was said. I couldn't tell you one comedian. I literally stared at him the entire time. And he obviously saw me walk in. He knew I was there. I knew he was there. And after like a couple, I don't even know how long I was going to say a couple hours, whatever couple hours, like three comedians. My, this guy I'm on a date with is like, Hey, do you want to get out of here? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. So I'm like, I have to say something to, to my ex-boyfriend because yeah. we clearly both know, but like the show's still going on. So I just like go up to him. We're literally 10 feet apart this whole time. And I like tap him on the shoulder and I'm like, hi, it's, um, it's good to see you. How are you? And he just looks at me and he's like, hey, good. How are you? And I was like. Um, he was just like so cold and weird and I was just like uh, oh, um, well we're leaving I just like wanted to say hi I don't know what I expected I really yeah. don't so then we left again I get us another Uber because he doesn't have Uber on his phone and I'm like oh my gosh what about Lyft he, he doesn't have I, I don't know but he did uh, anyway it's just annoying me and I'm like rattled because I just saw my ex-boyfriend of eight years and I like I'm like oh my fucking god so I'm like do you want me to draw have the uber drop you off at your car first or drop me off in my apartment first he's like you're not gonna let me come in and I'm like no I'm going to be- I'm going to bed and he's like asks multiple times to come into my apartment and I'm like no and he gets so annoyed with me that I don't I know so I'm just like get out of the car I'm like okay bye don't hear from him the next day and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna go in and unmatch him because this is like just a bad yes he had already unmatched me (gasps) I know the audacity so on top the of the fucking audacity the audacity and honestly I didn't realize how like actually rude he was and how like bad of a date he was till afterwards, like the next day, because I was so wrapped around the fact that I just ran into my ex-boyfriend. Like I could not, I could not. And it's like, LA is a big city. Like there's, it's rare that I would, you would run into someone because we are not in the same circles. Okay. First of all, LA is way smaller than you think. (sighs) And I feel like now that you're here, you know how you're always like, you know, someone everywhere we go. Yeah. Now that you're like getting to know more people, you're going to see people everywhere you go to. But it is weird because your ex is not like a social person and he's like on the opposite side of town. He's on the opposite That's side of weird. town. And he like to see him out on a Friday. Like I was like, I'm sorry. Who are you? He does not. He, he doesn't do things. So and then I and then you know what, Christina, I started feeling guilty that he saw me with like two guys. I was like he must have been hurt and like I think he was hurt because like I know him so well like I saw his face and I'm like if he and then I was like oh I feel bad I know that's so silly but I feel like bad I was like almost like 
and I wouldn't, but I thought about, I was like, I should text him and be like, text him. Just so you know, that was a really shitty date anyway, just so you know. But, okay, no, here's the thing. You should not feel bad at all. And if anything, like you went out of your way to say hello to him and like see how he was doing. That was like the gracious thing to do. Do not feel bad about it at all. And then I kind of felt like, that's a fucking power move to see you out with like two guys and be like, okay, Ryan's doing well. And honestly, if he like, if I don't mean to be mean about this, but if he cared and wanted to like, see, like he would text you the next day and be like, Hey, it was so good to see you. Like, hope you're doing well. Yeah. You know, I mean, you always think about running into your ex, right? Mm -hmm. And this actually was the the first time you run into him. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen him in like a, a, I haven't seen him since like I broke it off last august Mm -hmm. um so uh, thinking about running into your ex this was actually the best possible scenario for me because i was looking fire i looked so good i had this little mini dress on even though gen z on tiktok was telling me i shouldn't wear a blazer on a date i looked fucking good okay (laughs) and i was with two like one six foot four gorgeous man and my other friend who is like in the loop there with the comedy show we were like you know in the inner circle and so i was just like okay this was like the best possible scenario like thank god it wasn't the other way around if it was the other way around i would you'd been crushed i would have been crushed he wasn't with a girl he was yeah. he was with like a guy and a, a girl so i'm not i'm not quite i i don't know who they are but um i just couldn't believe it it rattled me rattled well do you feel like now are you still thinking about it or are you like okay you know we got through that i'm okay if i see him again we got through it i'm okay if i see him again but i did so i took a picture that night to just and i texted it to you (laughs) i could because i was like is this really happening like i i wasn't computing it and even still like me going up to him and saying hi i think i like blacked out because i was like so nervous I don't remember it really. Like it's like a blur and I was like four spicy margaritas in, but um, I, I have looked at that picture like 10 times this weekend. Like I just am like staring at it, like the back of his head, like, Oh my God. And then it's just crazy running into someone who you used to know so intimately. And I was like, Oh my gosh, he has new shoes. Like I've never seen those shoes before. It's just like, oh my gosh. I know it's just small like little things. things you're thinking of. Yeah, but I think that I, it did show me that I am in a better place than I thought. Um, okay, well, that's good. But I am just trying to keep like tabs on like what is he's popped up quite a bit recently with like the neighbor connection and then this. And I'm just like, what is the universe trying to tell me? I'm not quite sure yet. Um, so I'm just trying to be aware and see if anything comes up when I'm like journaling and stuff. So. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I texted you when you sent me that photo. I was like, what the fuck is the universe trying to tell you? But what I will say is, and I think I've said this before, is any single time you see him out and you're like, what the hell? He never went out before. Or, oh my gosh, he bought me shoes. He never like bought clothes. You just need to look at it and be like, I'm happy for him that he is doing things for himself because the way your relationship was and who he was while he was with you is not who you want to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if down the road you ever want to see yourself with him or not, but at the end of the day, you want to see him with like the new and improved self if you were ever to get back with him, you know? And if you weren't, then you just want to be happy for him no matter what. And I think that was the yeah. part that um, 
I had like the biggest epiphany was like, I do want him to be happy. Like I do want, like, I want him to go out and have friends and be social. And like, I, and I think that that was yeah. like where I was like, okay, I actually am in a better place. than I thought, because I do want that for him. And I had that realization where I was like, I, I want him, I want him to be happy. I want him to be living a really full, happy life. So that's great but i'm sorry can we talk about this fucking loser that you went out with absolutely not i like literally want to go on hinge just to find him and tell him that he's a loser um i just thought it was like really rude for him to assume that just because he drove from irvine that he was gonna like stay on a first day Yes, that's what he fucking assumed. What a prick. And also, like, I think for yourself, you were so smart to make the reservation. But maybe in the future, if we want guys to do things for us, we need to, like, let them know what they need to do. So I think it'd be like, instead of be like, maybe you, but then when I'm you're like, making a plan for petty cash, it's like, okay, just to make sure that you're making a reservation. I don't know. I don't know See, what the right thing or not. I don't know the right thing is either because I'm trying to, like, let the man, like, planet take the initiative and show me that he can like and you know what there are guys out there that can do that like i've yes. dated guys who yeah. are like okay great have a reservation see you here at this time so totally. like, they You're know right. but it's just like how do you balance that line of like being um let letting them show you initiative without like being like controlling the situation control, being controlling and be like okay did you make it like nagging that not nagging but like yeah. did you make a reservation because like I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, a balance for sure. Um, but yeah, he really sucked. And I think he was mad because he was like drunk. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if he was drunk, but like, I'm like, okay, sleep in your car. Like I kept saying like, you're driving. Like and he chose to keep drinking. Right. He was trying to like, he was trying to get stay at your place, obviously. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, after he left, I like saged my apartment. I was like, get this energy <laughs> out. Get this energy out. I'm like, actually not. Um, How old was he? Oh, he's my age. So that's why he's quite young. 20, mm. He's 28. So I think he's like also a little bit on the... Anyways, we should make excuses for 28-year-old men. Uh, 28, you're a guy. You're a man. True. True. So... Yeah. <sighs> it was uh not a great not a great date let's just ra sum it up that it was a a bad date but i'm actually glad that i got the running into your ex out of the way for the first time done dusted we're moving on we're moving forward you know oh my gosh well i'm happy that you got through with that too, <laughs> too. but definitely so freaking wild what are the chances wild wild um okay should we get into our first episode Yes, I'm so excited about this episode, Ran, and I just thought it would be like something really fun and silly to do, just so you can get to know us a little bit better. And y'all sent in so many good prompts for us and so many questions. Yeah, so we're basically just going to run through some of them, like stories of our firsts, fill in the blank, and there are some good ones. So the first one. Let's just, we're just going to go right in. Christina, tell me about your first bikini wax. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I remember this so freaking vividly. I was 18 years old. It was before prom weekend. What? And yes. And me and all my girlfriends went to get bikini and Brazilian wax as if we were going to have fucking buttloads of sex. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
<laughs> I've like never even seen a penis at this point. And all of a sudden I'm getting like waxed like crazy, had no boyfriend, like wasn't even into like my prom date like that. I took a shot of ouzo, which is like Greek liquor beforehand. And yeah, and I got waxed. And of course, like nothing ended up happening. Um, but I just remember it's so like, why did I prep for that? Like, what? You were like, pregnant. got to take care of everything, baby. You never know. <laughs> exactly. What about you? Oh, my God. You know, I'm trying. I honestly, I know it was at European Wax Center. And <laughs> all I remember, I think maybe I blocked it out because I was in so much pain. There was like a puddle of sweat on the table from me because I was in so oh much pain God. and so nervous. And when I get nervous, I get sweaty. And I was like, this fucking hurts. Like, like oh, do it more and more and we'll get better with time. The first one, holy moly, my God. It was horrible. Um, and that's all that I remember about it, that I was in pain and sweating. <laughs> And by the way, I'm sorry, it does not get better with time. The last time I went to get waxed was like, honestly, a year or two ago. I just don't do it anymore. And I was in so much pain. I made her stop halfway through. Wait, and you walked out with half it? She did. She did the full bikini and then she was going to do like a full Brazilian. And I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. I just no. can't do it. I cannot do I it. I just pictured you know? with like your left side waxed and the right side just for like a yin yang situation down there. No. Honestly, could be a look. <laughs> no that's right laser all the way laser baby way better than what okay. i'm saying uh, yeah i think i need to do that when i get back um okay ray what was your first proper all-consuming obsessive crush okay well i just have to put this out here first crush was in uh, was indiana jones uh, harrison ford but that wasn't all <laughs> i just wanted he's like my main man i gotta like throw it out there my all-consuming one was nick jonas I would sit for hours and watch his YouTube videos, every interview, everything of the Jonas Brothers. And I would literally like in one interview, he said all the his favorite bands. And like when everyone asked me, when anyone would ask me what my favorite bands are, I'd be like, oh, the Eagles and like whatever. Like I never is that even I don't even know, like lit. Uh, I did not even know the bands. And one of my friends called me out. She was like, are oh, you just saying that because of Nick Jonas said that? And I was like. No, but I literally like thought in my mind, like I was going to marry him. Like I literally had his sweat towel, which when we go to the first date story, I got his sweat towel from one of his concerts and I slept with it under my pillow. I, oh, I was obsessed. Yes. Wait, that is so funny. I was like never obsessed with any celebrities or artists or anything like that. Okay. Like, I liked them, but was Who was your first crush then? I feel like that's like all everyone's first encompassing crush is like. I guess I never think of it as a real person. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine are like real people, but I don't, I don't ever honestly remember being like all encompassing until like maybe middle school. There's this guy from like my Greek church youth group who I just loved. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like, I, I mean, I didn't steal his like socks or anything <laughs> and sleep with them. So I guess maybe it wasn't all consuming. I don't know. Did you like imagine him coming to like your bedroom window and stuff? Oh my gosh, duh. That's why I feel like it's better when it's like real people because like that actually could happen. Not to say that Nick Jonas might not have knocked on your window. Who knows? But yeah. Yeah, like whenever I'm definitely this kid from my church youth group. Yeah. Like whenever you have like a real life crush and when you're younger, I feel like you are like, oh my God, they're going to stop by my window or like, I don't even know why that was such a thing, but I always Mm -hmm. thought that. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god okay and also i do remember this wasn't like an all-consuming crush but real quick, I do remember that the first boy I remember liking was in the fourth grade, which sounds so young when I think about it now. How old were you in fourth grade? How old are we? Like nine years old. Yeah. I mean, my first boyfriend was in kindergarten. Okay, so. See, see we, we always <laughs> were kissing under the slide at recess and they had to like call our parents and be like, they're kissing under the slide. Oh my gosh. No way. Yeah. So damn girl was knocking from back then. I know. Oh my gosh. But not, yeah, that's young. Damn. Um, okay. Now let's talk about first kiss. I guess I just kind of, well, I don't even count that as mine, honestly. No. Okay. So what was your real first kiss? So you know what? I'm actually going to spill something I've never shared before. Okay. I told everyone that I had been kissed by like someone because uh -huh. everyone else had, had their first kiss and I didn't. So I told everyone that like I had kissed this guy that was like a family friend, whatever. Complete lie. So I just wanted to get it out of the way. So I went to visit my sister. I was like a sophomore, junior. No. Oh, my God. I honestly, you know, when you make up a lie about like, oh, my first kiss. Now I'm like, when? No, it was honestly, I got drunk and visited my sister and like kissed a college guy drunk because I just wanted to get it out of the way. And how old were you? I think I was a junior in high school or something. Junior, senior. No, because then I kissed this other guy senior year. But I think that happened after because I was like, oh, OK, I got it out of the way. I'm good. I think I probably would have been like. 16 no 17 18 no 17 I was 17 because I was young for my grade yeah wait, I'm gonna die right now because I did the same fucking thing wait you did I was literally so ashamed about it I've never been I've never told anyone this because I was so embarrassed about it but I all my friends like had boyfriends and were kissing people yeah. and I made up a story that I like kissed someone too oh and I never God. did and my first kiss ended up being during spin the bottle. Like we were playing a game and it was like, at this point, everyone's been kissed. We were playing spin the bottle. So I kissed this guy who I was like friends with and I was like, it was super innocent. And my friend's base friend, he's gay now. So it's great. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, it's so funny that you do the same. I bet you so many girls do that. So there's this like pressure um, to just be like cool, like and more advanced, and like get with guys and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, it's so funny that we both did the same thing. And I honestly have never told anyone about it. Like I literally kept that secret for so long, where I was like, oh, I said my first kiss was this, but I really was like drunk visiting my sister in college. Oh my god. Okay, the exact same thing. I've never told anyone. That's wow. amazing. Wow, this is a first happening in the first episode. I fucking love it. <laughs> um, what was your first heartbreak, Ray? I mean, definitely. I mean, the one that, I mean, because mm, I know it's like a romantic, I mean, what romantic heartbreak was definitely when my ex-boyfriend broke up with me. Like, I've never experienced that like I was like you honestly feel it in your entire being like I felt oh it's hard to describe like oh just that time when I had moved on to, into my first apartment here in LA I was so alone and so heartbroken mm -hmm. like that was I can't even put word, words to describe the feeling but it was that's the one that the, my first romantic heartbreak was when he broke up with me 
What about yours? Was your trip? I guess it could be romantic or any kind of heartbreak. Yeah, I think the first real heartbreak that comes to mind, honestly, was when I had this huge falling out with my best group of friends in college. I just came back from studying abroad and things just weren't the same. And like, and anyways, we ended up having huge falling out. I ended up not living them with them that year. And I just remember being like so crushed because it was going into my senior year and like everything just seemed to change so much. And yeah, it, it still kind of makes me sad to this day, almost like not fighting more for a friendship. And like, I just remember just being like scared and like so sad, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's so hard. Friend breakups are like just as hard sometimes as breakups. Yeah. And honestly, I learned a lot from it because I feel like I was so, I guess I was a little intimidated because there were so many girls against me at that point. And I was just like so confused and so hurt. Like there's so many missed messages that like, I don't think I did a good enough job fighting for that friendship either. I kind of was like, they like gang it up on you. Yeah. Like I kind of got back from studying abroad and they kind of like, we're like, well, you can't just like come back into our friend group anymore. Like it wasn't the same. And but meanwhile, like I was getting messages from them like a week before, like, can't wait to see you, blah, 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 blah. And like, it was so, so confusing. But at that point, I also like had this other amazing group of friends. I was just sitting abroad with that. Like, I felt like the connection was like almost so much even deeper there that I was like, I don't fucking need you guys. Like, I don't need deserve to be treated like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I think looking back, I think that one, I could have fought for that friendship. And two, I don't think I was like totally innocent and everything too. I'm sure they felt wrong by things I did as well. So anyways, we ended up becoming friends again, but it was never the same. Yeah. But friendship, heartbreak, like with friendships, that's a real thing. Completely. And I mean, heartbreak doesn't have to be romantic or even relationship related. It can be, you can be heartbroken about so many things. Um, yeah and honestly not just to plug one of our other episodes if you ever feel like you're heartbroken and want to hear about it you need to listen to our episode with naz perez she's the founder of heartbroken anonymous and she is so smart and talks about heartbreak um in great detail so worth a listen it's incredible we'll put that in the show notes um okay first a job abercrombie kids i literally went there to apply the day i on my 16th birthday the day you were legally allowed to work in new jersey i got the job and I've never worked so fucking hard for $6.15. I love that job. I love that. Oh, my God. I can see mm-hmm. little Christina folding the jeans. Yeah, baby. Oh, my God. My dad would be like, Christina, don't you have school tomorrow? I'd be like, Dad, I have to finish this denim wall. And it'd be like 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. But I just wanted to be perfect. And honestly, I made like $150 in two weeks of working. And I was like, I'm rich. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that's so similar to me. I when So at... In Colorado, I don't know if it's everywhere, but Chick-fil-A hires 14-year-olds. Um, so when I turned 14, <laughs> I went and applied for a job at Chick-fil-A with my best friend at the time. And we started working at Chick-fil-A at 14. And, like, I made, like, six-something an hour. And, like, by the time my yeah. paycheck came, like, I was literally making no money. It was None. insane. And, but you know what? I, I uh, Chick-fil-A loved it. I was like just gung-ho on working there and I don't know I don't know why I wanted to work so badly at 14 but 
there. Uh, I don't know, but I can seriously go for a grilled chicken sandwich and some waffle fries right now and like their Chick-fil-A sauce. Mwah, Wait, so good. What I would do for waffle fries and Chick-fil-A sauce right now. <laughs> I know. Same. If you guys don't know, I eat Chick-fil-A once a week. Like I love Chick-fil-A. Which by the way, I don't think I ever told you this, what? but you got me like you told me I have to go to the Chick-fil-A in Burbank because yes. it's not as good as the one in Hollywood. And that's the one I fucking got sick from and I haven't had it since. Oh my God. I will not step near the the Chick-fil-A in Hollywood. It is nasty, nasty. Do not go to the one on is it on Sunset? I don't even know. The Burbank yeah, one on is Sunset like really popping. What? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm so sorry you got sick, but I think you need to give it another try because I've eaten there uh, once do. a week basically for a year and I've been fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it another try. Maybe it was just pregnancy hormones and I'm blaming it on Chick-fil-A. I think I think that's probably the case. <laughs> uh, okay. What was your first time quitting or losing a job? Okay, I don't I don't count like quitting Chick-fil-A or anything cuz like that was like I had to go back to school. I couldn't work. Like it was a summer job. So, when I was in college, I um <laughs> I don't know. This might not be the first, but this is the one I can remember. I was best friends with like all the women's basketball players and um they were like you should become our manager because then you can like travel with us and whatever. Like I don't even like basketball. I don't know. I was like we travel with the men's team. I want to travel with the freaking men's, but I don't even know. So I was the, the manager and did such a horrible, horrible job. One day at practice, I fell asleep sitting there in practice because I was like <laughs> partying all day, every day and was just sitting at this basketball practice. I hate basketball. And I was like literally nodding off. Um, and they, yeah, they let me go. <laughs> <laughs> like mm, maybe the, you're not a great fit after all. I think you're lacking the passion. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh my God. What about you? Okay, so it was my freshman year of college, the summer going into my sophomore year, and I got a full-time job at Nordstrom, and then I decided to get a second job, and I got a job to work evenings after my Nordstrom shifts on the weekends um, at this restaurant bar, and I was just going through the training period, and my gosh, I remember the manager there was so cute, and one night, I was like 18 at the time, no, I was 19, I convinced him to let me stay after my shift, after 10 o'clock, because some of my older friends were coming there to hang out and get drinks, but you have to be there at 21. You could only be 21 years old after a certain time there. But I convinced him to let me stay. He's like, you just cannot drink. I was like, of course I'm not going to drink. I fucking get wasted. <laughs> oh my God, you have balls. I know. I know. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I get wasted. <laughs> and then the, honestly, it's fucked up. I don't even remember what happened that night. I just know I got wasted. Um, and anyways, the next day I go into work and I look at him and he's like, you know, you can't work here anymore. Right? I was like, I know. <laughs> they were just like, I accept this. I deserve this. I, I deserve it. I knew I fucked up. I accepted it. And anyways, that was it. Oh my God. So you got fired. I got fired. Damn. Well, yeah. did, was the night fun? Was it worth it? Oh yeah. It was so much fun. And anyways, honestly, what was I doing? I did not need two fucking jobs like that. Like, it was just crazy. Working in Nordstrom as a full-time employee is a full-time job. Like, that's a lot. Of, yeah, um, you must be fucking exhausted. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I was so exhausted. But anyway, that was the first time I lost a job. Okay, well, that that leads us into... Let's let, t- Tell me about your first drink, Christina. <sighs> okay, I was thinking about this. I 
think the first drink I had was like honestly when I was 10 years old. What? I know, guys. I was bad. It was in you the were summer. 10? Mm hmm. I didn't get like wasted, but I think that was the first time I had a drink. What happened was I always looked older than my age and I would go to Greece over the summers and all my cousins were older and all the friends we hung out with were older. And I remember I somehow convinced my parents to let me go out to this bar, <laughs> like outing dinner. But you have to remember it's in Greece, Greece, like kids go out to dinner at like 11 o'clock at night. So it wasn't like so crazy. It wasn't like a club, like the way it is here. You know what I mean? And I remember I convinced my cousin who was chaperoning me to let me have like a little bit of his drink. I didn't even get my own full drink or whatever. And he was terrified by convinced. I was really bad. I was like pretty well. Um, and I convinced him. I think that was the first time I didn't get drunk or anything. I just like remember being like wanting to like party. At 10. Damn, Christina, you have always been the life of the party. Little 10-year-old Christina, like, eh. Hey, hey, hey. No, wait, maybe I was 11 because I was, maybe I was 11. <laughs> I mean, I'm just still, that was just like, still that's scary. Not, doesn't that make much of a difference? Damn. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. What about you? By the way, if I fucking found Nicholas at 11 years old sneaking alcohol, I'm going to smash shit out of him, okay? Okay, cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> he is cool and to buy him alcohol when he's like, mm, like, 16 16 like that's fine okay um wow i'll make sure i get him the good stuff he'll be having (laughs) casamigos um okay perfect perfect (laughs) i don't remember my first drink but i do think that like the first time i got drunk was like um in my friend's like basement we had like freaking cherry burnettes or something and we were like we're gonna drink and get drunk and that's what we did oh my god did you ever drink burnettes Oh, I never drank that. Think about when it. we were in high school and we were drinking in our friends' basements. It was always Malibu rum. <gasps> yep, good mm-hmm. times. I good have... times. Good times. Okay, great. What was the first time you ever got high? So we went to um, a concert at Red Rocks, and mm-hmm. I was with my group of friends, and they had like. I was just, I'm kind of like a goody two shoots a little bit. Like I always feel like I was like a late bloomer with everything. So this was like summer after senior year of high school. So like late and they were like, just have some rain. And I was like, okay, okay. Like, here I go. So I got, I smoked. I didn't even really feel, I don't even really feel like I would say I got high. Like I just, whatever. And then the next day at work, I had started a new job working at my mom's company (laughs) And the HR lady was like, okay, you know, the final part of the onboarding process is going to be a drug test. You have to go here and like pee in a cup. And I literally was like, (laughs) looked at her and just started crying. And I was like, I can't remember her name. It was like Sherry or something. I'm like, Sherry, I'm so sorry. I smoked weed for the first time last night. I'm going to fail the drug test and you're going to fire me. Blah, blah. She's like, she's like, oh, oh, honey, you'd be surprised. (laughs) So I had to tell my mom and I was like, made it this huge deal that I smoked weed and blah, blah, blah. And my mom was like, it's fine. Like chill out. So, and I don't even, honestly, I think I took so little, I probably wouldn't have even showed up on the drug test. And she, she she never told me if it did show up. So I don't really know, but that was my first time. Oh my gosh. So crazy. When you were nine, you're going to, I was smoking weed at nine. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I think I was like 14 or 15. I was like 15. It was like going into my junior year of high school or actually no, my sophomore year of high school. And I was on a mission trip with my church youth group. You told me this. You t- 
in Rosarita, Mexico, we were building a house for a new vision family. And one day we went to like this, um, I guess like this market, you would call it in Rosarita. We were like buying souvenirs and stuff like that. And like some of the older kids like found someone who was like selling these like pre-rolled joints. So they bought them and we brought them fucking back from Mexico into San Diego for the second part of our trip. And I'll never forget smoking it on a dock with two of my friends and just being there sitting I'm like, I'm not feeling anything. I'm chill. I'm chill. I'm groovy. And then all of a sudden it felt like a motherfucking gray whale. I mean, blue whale. It was like literally knocking into the dock. Like honestly, it felt like everything was shaking. I was like, is this an earthquake? What's happening? And then I just remember all like the cars, the headlights, feeling they had eyelashes on them like it was i don't know what the heck was in that dvd but that was the first time i smoked weed and it was trippy as hell wait you actually told me this story when we were high the other day and now it's coming back to me and i was just laughing so hard when you said the blue whale yes because it was the craziest thing ever and i remember being like wait a minute there's not waves in the water why does it feel like this um but it was like so much fun and honestly when i look back on it all like the times I partied when I was younger and introduced to stuff, it was all with my church friends. Wow. Your church friends are wild. My they were church. wild. My church friends, literally, when they found out that I drank, they literally like disowned me. Like okay, we went to Timmy <laughs> I wanted to go to a cool church. Uh, I went yeah. to the church where everyone had a stick up their butt and was like, you're a sinner. Oh, no. We all are, honey. Yes, definitely we all are. But it was so wild. And then, yeah, it was good times, good times. Good times. Okay, your first Instagram post as an influencer, Christina. Oh, my gosh. This was May 2011. And I just started blogging. Or I just was like, my friend sent me like, Blair Eady at my Pacific's blog and was like, you'd be so good at this. You should do it. And I remember I styled a bunch of different outfits and Steve and I went around Staten Island. He took all my photos um, and I was like wearing this blazer with a bow tie. Ooh, you need to drop these photos in the Facebook <laughs> yeah. group if you have that. I should. I should. Um, I actually look really cute and I was so young um, and it was, so, yeah, that was my first time. I remember being really, really proud of it actually. Wait, what year was this? 2011 I was like a child damn okay Mm -hmm. I scrolled back into my Instagram to look my first documentation was on February 4th 2014 caption new outfit post on the blog hashtag www.styledandfree.com it has styled and free that was my first blog called styled and free it has five likes and five, five comments and 49 likes and I was wearing this like outfit I put together that I was so proud of. I had this like black beanie on and this like gray, this green trench coat layered under a leather jacket with this like gold necklace. Um and you know what's funny though? That was like the first post, but I never even like introduced the blog or anything. I think this was like the first one. New outfit post on the blog. So 2014. Wild. Wait, but I you're gonna have to drop that image into the Facebook group too. Oh, wow. Honestly, my first started blogging, the Instagram wasn't even around. Yeah, because you were in 2011. you started in 2011, I started in 2014. Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. Oh my god. You're an OG. Well, what was your first paid content job? My first paid content job was for Aerie, actually. That's I, amazing. 
Yeah, they paid me, I think, $200 for a blog post with like 15 images <laughs> and like an Instagram post. I don't think Instagram stories were No, Instagram stories 100% were not around. And I went to, so I lived in Colorado at the time and I like emailed this boutique hotel and asked if I could like give them the images to like use their pool hotel. So we went up to the rooftop of this hotel and took images on the pool deck in this green swimsuit, which they still sell on their website. I'm like, Ari, we need to like update your designs. <laughs> but anyway, definitely, I was so excited. It was like a dream brand. And then I've worked with them for I mean, I haven't worked with them in a while. I was like, do they not like me anymore? Harry, are you listening? But um, I worked with them years and years later. So that was my first one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. Yeah. My first one was for H2O Beauty. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it was super, super random. I think I was paid $250 as well. And it was like an Instagram post. Incredible. Mm -hmm. H2O Beauty. Okay, we're going to have to put these in the Facebook group because those will be fun to see. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, I have to find that. Okay, now while we're on our first kind of like that sort of stuff, when was your first modeling job? You actually have a good story for this one. Oh, wait. Oh, the, is Cuba, uh, was Cuba your first job? Modeling job? Okay. I guess Cuba was technically my first modeling job as a code model. I went um, into my first go see for this denim brand. Um, Oh my gosh, how fucked up am I? Oh, sleep like, denim. I was like, I literally couldn't even think of the brand name. Uh, and I went in for a go see, and it just so happened that the photographer was there and this other model, and they were talking about this trip to Cuba that they were going on. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds so amazing. And the owner came out and said, like, You look like you belong in Cuba. And like, literally, he called me that day to book me on this Cuba trip. And he's like, we aren't booking the other girls. Like, they aren't getting paid. This is more of just a vacation. And they're just shooting it. And I remember being like, well, like, I have to get paid. And I remember I negotiated everything for myself and then told my manager. Um, yeah, so it was really exciting. But the real first modeling job, I was discovered in the Menlo Park Mall in Edison, New Jersey. And I, I modeled tiaras and wedding jewelry in this like basement of this house in Edison. <laughs> and that, that was like so my scary. I don't know why that sounds so scary, but it gives me weird vibes. It, was, it, it wasn't scary at all, but it does sound weird. I feel like those images are probably on eBay or something like that. Who knows? Oh my God. That was the first round. What about yours? So my first, I was signed with Wilhelmina Denver and I got booked for this jewelry brand sh mm -hmm. thing in Denver and they actually like kind of went all out for it like it was at this like castle out in like Highlands no out in like cool. Highlands or something but they like did not have clothes to fit me because I was like obviously like the token curve girl mm -hmm. and um I had to like bring my own clothes I didn't know how to it was just like bad and like the, I didn't it was so uncomfortable in front of the camera like it was uh yeah not not great um and it was like two other models or something but that was my first my first one was for this jewelry company I think it's called Liberty Liberty L-I-B-E-R-T-I so that was the first one. Oh my gosh good time what was the first time you became aware of your body size so my friend Stacy had a birthday party where her um, she got to like bring a few of us to stay at a hotel overnight. 
and mm-hmm. that was like the most exciting thing oh my gosh and there was a pool at the hotel and we were all like swimming and like having an amazing time like literally having we're like pretending to be mermaids like living our best life i think this was in third this was third grade and this other girl at the party was like ran your thighs look like the michelin tire man and i was like it didn't even register like i oh never God. thought about my body negatively until like that's like the first comment that i think was like what do you what like what and i ever since like then i always was like i mean you can picture the michelin tire man that is from that point on is when I really started to see myself and just felt like I would look down, I'd be sitting in my, we had to wear khaki uniform pants. I went to private school and I would look down at my legs on the chair and I just felt like my thighs were huge. And I would like try and sit with my tiptoes on the ground. So my legs wouldn't be like relaxed and squished. And I would always like, I remember like consciously sucking in and like trying to like, just always make myself smaller in like starting in like third grade. What was yours? So crazy. I don't have like a specific moment like that. I just, I just feel like I was always aware. Honestly, I just feel like it was like a family thing. It was like, oh, mm. I feel like it was always about food and family because like food was like such a big part of our life. But I just remember there always being comments like, oh, don't eat the dark meat of the chicken. That's the fatty part. Like ever since I was like a little kid. Um, so I don't like remember like a specific moment like that, but it was just, I just always knew I was like the chubby sister. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Were you? Yeah. 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 I mean, like you're much my sister's. sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Wild mm-hmm. how that starts. So I'm like, give me the dark meat, please. I would like the uh, chicken thigh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, yeah. I remember that super vividly. Wow. Okay. Tell me about your first period. So I think I got my first period when I was, I don't remember the age, but I remember being on vacation with my family in Turks and Caicos and being so confused because it started I was so gross that I had the worst fucking chub rub. Oof. So bad. So bad. Then I also had all these red marks over there. Like, and my mom being like, are you sure that's chub rub, Christina? Like, are you sure? It's like, and I had my period and I was like leaking out and I did not even realize. And I thought I was bleeding because of the chub rub. And I think oh I was embarrassed that it was my period. And it was like so light that yeah oh my god that's traumatic I actually have a kind of similar not similar but like being on Mm -hmm. vacation so seventh grade we went to sea camp with my school we went to San Diego and we got to do like a week at sea camp Mm -hmm. so you're in swimsuits the whole time we're in wetsuits like we're in the like it was literally like marine biology camp and I got my period And my art teacher had to teach me how to put in a tampon and like finding where to put in the tampon. I remember being the, I was in that bathroom for like an hour trying to figure out which hole to put this freaking tampon in. Yes. And, um, I couldn't figure it out. So I ended up wearing like maxi pads, like thick maxi pads with my swimsuits. And we went like, um, 
we went um, snorkeling one day. We went like out to this yeah. island and snorkeling with like all these sea lions. And I didn't get in the water because I thought that my blood was going to attract the sharks because I had a maxi pad on. So I had to just sit on the boat while everyone else snorkeled with these amazing sea lions. Aww. I know. <laughs> and actually, two other girls got their period on that trip, too, which is kind of, I'm like, we were we were cycling up. We were sinking. Yeah, definitely. Were they sitting on the boat with you? Um, one of them was. Yeah. We were just literally miserable being like, what's happening to us? Our teacher just had to teach us how to use a tampon. This is weird. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So crazy. What was your first concert experience? My first concert that I like vividly remember was the Jonas Brothers because I was obsessed with them. And um, I was like literally was so in love. Um, We like waited after the show for them to like come out and they like drove out past their, like their van. We chased after their, like the bus that they were in or whatever. And somehow the sweat, the sweat towel I mentioned earlier was given to me by one of the guys in the band or whatever. He was like, this is a uh, Nick sweat towel. It was probably like his fucking towel. He wiped his butt with. And I was like sleeping with it under my pillow. Cause I thought it was Nick Jonas's sweat towel. So that was my first oh my concert. Gosh. What was your first concert? My first concert was Ricky Martin, and um, I remember earlier that day, my mom talking about Ricky Martin. She's like, do you guys like Ricky Martin? I forget how she brought it up. My sister and I were like, no, like, he's like so lame. We don't like Ricky Martin, blah, 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 blah. And our day went on, we went to the pool, swimming, we came back, we were getting dressed. And uh, I think my mom was like preparing lunch or something. And she's like, it's too bad that you guys don't like uh, Ricky Martin because Nisha, our, our friend's mom, um, had tickets to go see Ricky Martin tonight in concert, and she was going to ask if you guys wanted to come. And it was like a light switch. I was like, I love Ricky Martin. I want to go to Ricky Martin. <laughs> and we got so excited. My mom literally brought us to Limited Two, and we bought new outfits. I remember oh. specifically wearing black jeans and this like little cropped black shirt with fringe. And literally, I had the aisle seat, and I was dancing in the aisles the entire night. And it was, like, so much fun. An icon from day one, Christina. <laughs> I was so excited. Oh, my God. I love that. Incredible. Um, okay. I think that's I all. I think we should. Are there any more? I think, we should, I think we should just end on this one that I really liked that someone sent in. Okay. What was the first time you confidently advocated for yourself? Mm. I need to think. Oh my gosh. Do you have any in mind? I think the first one I think that comes to mind is when I was working at Nordstrom, I, um, they were, we were switching managers and like the first manager I had was like super loosey goosey. She did not care what you did. She did not care what time you came in. She did not care if you took a two hour break. Like as long as like you made your sales and you did your own thing. And then I remember another, she ended up leaving and another manager came in who was like super micromanaging and like trying to like be super by the book. And at this point, like I was doing incredibly well in sales. I was like managing my own book. I was a personal stylist there. And I remember being like, listen, this isn't going to work for me. This is how I want to run my business. This is how I want to run my schedule. This is how I've been doing it for the past couple of years. I've been really successful. These are my sales, blah, 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 blah. I respect you and like I know it's your job to manage me but if you want me to be successful I need to do my business my own way and I remember just 
being like super bold and telling her what I needed and saying like, and she was like, okay. And she respected that. And I was able to prove myself and it ended up working out well. But I remember it took so much courage for me to do that because I was so miserable and I just wasn't able to work anymore. Um, and at the time I was going out for castings and auditions and stuff like that. And I needed that flexibility, but I also needed to make my money. And I just knew that like, I'm my own, I'm better at managing my own time. So wait, how old are you? I was in like 23, 24. Okay. Dang. Yeah. I think uh, I'm trying to think that's so hard. I think in a professional setting, I'm honestly, um, I, the one that's coming to mind where I really felt like I had to was when I had this conversation. I talked to you a lot, a lot about it before I was with my old management company and I was talking to them about lowering the percentage of what they took. Um, because mm. I felt like it was higher than the industry standard. And I felt like they weren't bringing in enough work to justify that higher percentage. And I literally was like, so nervous. I was like, my voice was shaking. I was like, so nervous and like, literally dreaded this conversation for like days. Um, and they ended up being like, no, we're not changing. And I ended up leaving a little bit after that. So but that's like the first one that I'm that comes to mind. I can't think of anything before that, but I still feel like in when it comes to that, I um, am working on advocating for myself because like, especially as like a young model and I just would sign contracts and just be like, just, oh my God, yes, I'm just so thankful for this. Like whatever they want, I'm doing it. Yeah. And it was like, no, they're taking advantage of you. So yeah, that's something that is still kind of like uh, in a professional setting new to me. For sure. Well, I think it's something that we can always, always work on no matter what. And I feel like every time you're advocating for yourself, even if you've done it a million times, it almost feels like the first time all over again. It's like scary. Mm-hmm. Ooh, gives me butterflies. <laughs> oh my gosh. But this was so much fun. I hope that it gave a little bit more insight into who we are. Mm-hmm. Shared some secrets we've never shared with anyone, like our first kiss stories. I felt good to get it off my chest. I feel like I'm like, me okay, too. we can be open about it. <laughs> me too. Me too. That's so funny. Oh my God. Um, okay, we got to do Ask Away with, with R&K. R&K. Let me... Okay, yeah. Ray and K. Okay, I've got the question. Hold on. Hello, lovely ladies. I have a bit of a problem. Every time I go on Tinder, I get ghosted. And five days ago, I just broke down. I think this is the 10th time this happened to me now. And I'm wondering what I am doing wrong. We set up a time and place for the date and then they just disappear. Am I too laid back giving them an opportunity just to ghost away? I don't know. And it gets worse. Guys ask if we can continue talking on IG instead of Tinder. And after that, they block and ghost me. It feels like they don't like what they see, which is crazy because I'm pretty hot if I say so myself. Yes, I may. Um, <laughs> I always tell myself that it's just the dude and I should get back on the horse. But this time I'm just too tired of stupid men. So first, have you been ghosted? Second, how do you handle not feeling that you compete with every single woman in the world? Because now it feels like I'm outplayed by other women and that's not right. Thank you for everything you do and, and make the world. And don't forget you make difference across the world. Lots of love. P.S. If the grammar is terrible, cut the girl some slack. It's my second language. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for that question. Um, There's a lot to unpack there. Um, I will tell you, first off, I have been ghosted and I have had a guy add me on Instagram and then automatically 
once he saw my Instagram, unmatched me and stopped talking to me. So you're not alone. Mm-hmm. But I think that number one, Tinder, I think might be where we need to start. I think <laughs> I don't know what where you live, but here I don't think Tinder is the best. I think that people don't take dating as seriously on Tinder. I think maybe try, like I said, I don't know what apps you have or what country you're in, but Bumble and Hinge, I would say, are two where people seem to be taking it a bit more seriously. Tinder here is like kind of a hookup app um, and people just aren't taking it as seriously. So I think that might be a good place to start. Switch up the app. Also, if a guy asks for your Instagram and not your phone number, no. We are not doing mm-hmm. that. Like, no, no, no. He should be asking for your phone number. I don't want to add him on Snapchat. I don't want to add him on Instagram. Like, he can ask, I think, ask for your phone number. Um, so, clearly, there are just a lot of guys that are not up to the caliber that we're looking for that we have to weed through. So, I honestly think it's more on them that they're not maybe ready in a place of to have a relationship and be serious. If they're asking for your Instagram, um, then it is about you. What do you think, Christina? I totally agree with you. I don't think it has anything to do with you. I think that like people are honestly just bored and trying to match. And like, honestly, I'm sure the people that are ghosting you are probably doing that the same to like five different girls because they're probably talking to like 10 people at a time. And I don't think that you should take it so personally and you definitely should not give up. You just need to put out the same energy to someone else that they're giving to you. So don't be super excited about someone if you feel like they're chill. You know what I mean? Match their energy always. Um, So I think that's the number one thing. And two, like Ray said, switch up the platforms and figure out like what you're looking for too because I don't know. Like it's hard to give like more detailed advice without knowing what the conversations are like. Right. Or like more context about like what's going on with the back and forth. So I think you just not have to remain confident in yourself. Know that you're a fucking catch in that if they're ghosting you, that's their problem. And if they dare try and message you again, after they ghosted you say, sorry, I'm not really interested in playing games. I think they're kind of boring, um, but wish you the best of luck. Oh, that's like a good line, Christina. And I feel like it will literally make them be like, make their heads explode. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be like, oh my gosh, like I didn't realize I was playing games or like, oh my gosh, like she's too cool for me. Like she's just turning me down now. Don't give them any more, any more time. And I think it's good to know, like a lot of ghosting happens in our current mm-hmm. world. So it's not just you. Don't get in your head about that. A lot of ghosting happens. I will say you said you have a time and place set up for the date and then they disappear. That does seem weird to me. I wonder if there's something that is happening in that conversation leading up. I try to not really have too much conversation before a first date. I like to like make sure like maybe we jive. And you know what? Actually, a few, I think I'm kind of like reevaluating. I do think it's good to have a phone call first to see if you like see what the vibe is so maybe try a different approach and set up a phone call before you set up an in-person date and see how it goes um but yeah it's hard to say because i don't know what those like conversations are leading up to that date but that does seem odd um but i do want you to know it's not just you dating it's it's a wild like the wild wild west out there and people are getting ghosted left and right um but keep an abundant mindset and just keep saying mm-hmm. that there is a partner seeking you out there and that um 
I, I, since I changed my mindset, my dating life has been way more enjoyable and fun. So God, that's hard though. Honestly, just remember that you're the prize and anyone who's ghosting you as much as it sucks, at least they're no longer wasting your time. Exactly. Did we answer that thoroughly enough? I think so. I hope. I hope. But if you want to give us more contacts, we can get into more detail over DM. I know. Feel free to send us screenshots. Um, Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you guys for listening. This was a fun episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, Don't forget to submit your questions to the Confident Collective. Just DM us. Um, Yeah, next week we are going to be talking all about brain health. It's going to be a very good episode. I'm so excited. Um, So we will see you on the gram. Have an amazing week. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.